Hey guys, welcome back to the show. My name is Lauren and this is Liam. Hello. And we have a pretty crazy episode for you this week. I feel like everything has kicked off just worldwide. People are, are going for it. I think people feel like they have nothing left to lose. They're all in. Uh, first off, a polyamorous five-way couple uh, that we covered a few months or weeks ago. What is time anymore? Months ago? You would be surprised how long ago that was. That was four months ago. So it was last year? <laughs> what the heck? Pretty well. It might have been might have been early January. I'm not sure, but oh yeah, it's been time is flying. I have know? no. Con- I'm like a dog right now. Is it is it a week month? No clue. Anyway, so that couple, that relationship, one of them is going to prison. We'll be talking about why. Then Trump, of course, he's at war with the media. Things got extra spicy at one of the the Rona rallies. Plus, he announced he's cutting funding to the WHO, and Lauren was very happy. Uh, then we have one group that is trying to make the virus, which we've talked about being a feminist issue, racial issue, environmental issue. Now, apparently, it's also an immigration issue. It's just a very multifaceted virus. And finally, we'll be uh, finishing off about how Tiger King, the documentary that is sweeping the world is sexist or its fans are sexist everything is sexist a little bit so goodness that's a lot to cover there uh before we get into it though i want to take a quick minute to thank our lovely sponsors expressvpn they are a software that i and thousands of my supporters you all use every day to protect our data online and i'm sure many of you are working from home these days but without your it department to protect you from online threats it is important to take action on your own to secure your devices you use for work that's why i recommend using expressvpn for the best protection online that's possible and you might be thinking that security threats don't affect you personally they just happen to other people but not using expressvpn is like leaving your front door unlocked every single time you go out sure nothing might happen for years but when and if something does happen it's going to be devastating so one of the easiest ways to secure your internet data is with expressvpn you click one button on your computer or your smart smartphone and then boom you're protected it's so easy even my parents use it so my only question is why haven't you gotten expressvpn yet visit my special link right now expressvpn.com slash lauren and get an extra three months of expressvpn for free amazing deal protect your internet today with the vpn i trust to keep my data safe that's expressvpn.com slash lauren so a while ago, indeterminate amount of time, uh, we did a video about a five-person couple. I don't even know if couple is a five-person relationship. Yeah, she keeps calling it a couple all the time I know, to me. And it's, it's like, listen, there's there's five of them. I know. It's not a couple. It's not a couple. It is a relationship. There's four men, one woman, and all of the men are individually dating the woman, but they're not dating each other. So yes. it's... Yeah, I don't, I don't know how to ex- describe yeah. it. Some, some of our viewers call it polyandry is what they were telling us in the comments that it was about i'm not up on the lingo i suppose Um, me neither and to me it's all why why differentiate yeah it's all trash it's It's just (laughs) like like listen it's just yeah i don't care yeah um so the woman actually to make things even juicier was pregnant with the child of one of them and she claimed to be sure which one it was i i don't know though um so we have a clip of the video that we responded to all those months ago in case any of you had forgotten what we were looking at or maybe you'd repressed it because you were so disturbed. Uh, either is possible. This is Tori. She fell in love with Travis and Ethan and Mark and Chris. Their four-way relationship is working wonders for them. Um, this is the room that has the bigger bed um, that people will swap in and out of every night just so that everyone can get equal turns, you know, sharing a bed. While this is like mine and Travis's room, we keep all of our stuff in here. People are rotating in and out. So in that original video we did, we looked at how the household, you know, just the dynamic that was going on with all the boyfriends was not, it didn't seem like it would be a very stable one, right? We were skeptical Mm -hmm. that it was a healthy environment to be bringing up a child, uh, which of course she was pregnant, they were gonna be doing pretty soon. Uh, We also mentioned specifically how, statistically speaking as a parent, when you bring in people to your house who aren't biologically related to your child or children, chances for abuse skyrocket. Uh, That's not our opinion, that's just what the facts say. And we we have another little reminder uh, over here. This is not a healthy environment to raise a child. No, for real. No, I mean, any time a a male is in a house with a child that is not biologically his, the likelihood of abuse goes way up. It's it's an unfortunate reality, but it, it is true. Um, I don't even want to know what the odds of this kid yeah, having I'm telling problems you, are, unfortunately. 
telling you, someone needs to supervise Sid the Sloth when he's around them. Because yeah, this, this is, is this like, is a there's some danger here. And just in case anyone wants to look up that segment to rewatch it, I think we titled it what is it, polyamorous beta harem? Yeah, it was. I liked like our that. title. Yeah, yeah it, it was, was good. Maybe not the most charitable to <laughs> that group of people, but yeah, I think it was good. It was I, apt. And I think um, this brings us actually to why we're talking about it today. Right. Well, yeah. Because I know some people were saying that we were being too uncharitable to them in our analysis of the situation. Right. Well, unfortunately, this past week, some upsetting news came out. Apparently, one of the boyfriends did send the, the baby who's been born now to the hospital. And we have an article about that over here. This is from the Post Millennial. They write, a five-week-old baby was hospitalized in Florida recently after she was violently abused by one of her four fathers, Ethan Bocan. I hope that's right. Police were alerted to the abuse by hospital staff who called officers in to investigate after the baby was found to have severe injuries to her lungs and ribs, as well as multiple brain bleeds. The child comes from a home with one mother and four fathers who are conducting a polyamorous relationship. Bocan had been tasked with babysitting. When questioned, he told police that it was due to the difficulty he had sleeping while looking after the child that led him to harm her. Don't you hate when you have trouble sleeping? So you just have to beat a baby? Isn't that just, ugh, who has not been there, right? There. Upon investigation, it was determined that the child was attacked on three separate occasions. Tori Ojeda, Ojeda? I just fail at phonics. The child's mother had reported her partner previously to the Florida Department of Children and Families, saying that Bocan told her he had squeezed the baby. Okay, hang on a second. If you actually have to go report your partner to, like, I guess, Child Protective Services, why are they still your partner? I feel like that's like mm -hmm. a one-time thing and then it just the the relationship is severed, their bags are packed, or, I mean, frankly, if you're a parent, they might actually, you know, be at the bottom of a lake somewhere or in some crocodile that's, bodies. Isn't that the worst part about this is that there were three other men in this relationship? Yeah. Right? And not one of them took any sort of measures to to, to secure the safety of this child. Yeah. They're not like, one. Like, like there's three of them. If there was one father of one of one person, if someone did that to a child of mine, there would be problems. Yeah. Right? Like, like definitely. Of the four other people, none of them thought to kick this guy out. I don't like. Yeah, exactly. So it goes to show you, it takes a village to raise uh, a, a child, I guess is what the expression is. It's yeah. like, well, <laughs> these guys had the bystander effect. At the yeah. Very least. <laughs> no, for sure. And it's, I don't like from the perspective of this woman, the one with all the boyfriends, what, why bother reporting your boyfriend to Child Protective Services if you're still going to keep him in the house and keep dating him. Like, I, uh, it kind of seems like you are the one in the position to make the biggest changes to that situation. You've seemingly done nothing. The article continues, Ojeda's mother was horrified to hear about her granddaughter's broken leg, arm, and skull fractures. In reports to police, Bocan admitted injuring the infant and to hearing a pop while he did so. Bocan's now in jail and the child is expected, thank goodness, to make a full recovery. It is not yet known if Ojeda or any of the other fathers will be welcoming Bocan back into their Jacksonville home or if his qualification of father will remain valid despite a potential prison term for child abuse. I mean, this is disappointing, but not surprising, right? I mean, no. we show like this was very, it was predictable. And I hate to say that, but I mean, anyone could look at the situation and see that was going to be inherently unstable. Yeah, I mean, to me, like, you could tell by that guy's body language in the video that he was not happy with what was going on. A lot yeah. of them were had mentioned that they experienced jealousy in their relationship. Um, obviously, the guy is way worse than that. He deserves, you know, a severe punishment for this. Oh, and, yeah. And it almost, it, it's, it's a lot darker looking back at that video now. Initially, you have all this funny music. By the way, um, Barstool, I think it is, Barcroft. Barcroft, sorry. Yeah. Barcroft took down the video of that since, understandably. It got pretty it, ratioed. It was not well received. Yeah, and after this stuff. But the uh, the happy music behind it all, and you look at the guys. You, and they're painting see... it to be like, oh, look at this quirky situation. Yeah. Like how strange, but fun. It's like, no. Mean, meanwhile, yeah, the child is in, is in danger. And I don't, and frankly, I said this in the video because I kept picking on the one guy to be fair. Like, the, the, you know who I'm talking about, right? The... The guy who I keep saying looks like Sid the Sloth because he does. He, he he freaks me out. And um, I'm hoping that this is the last instance of that child being abused. Yeah. But I think it's still at risk. Oh, no, of course. It's, it's going to be at risk as long as it's in this 
non-traditional relationship. And we see like this, this is not our opinion, right? Even back then we were saying this is cause for concern. People got mad at us. We're going to go through that. It is not our opinion. These are statistical facts that increase the likelihood of abuse happening. And we see that there. Um, this is based off of objective met metrics. And I know some people uh, were for some reason shocked that as a conservative, I was not a fan of the situation. Funny that. But it's like, it's not, I'm not criticizing this because I have, I feel like an inherent duty to protect tradition for tradition's sake. It's like, no, there's data behind this. Psychologists say this is not a good environment for a child. This is not stable. Uh, you have the right to be a five-way couple, I suppose. Uh, you know, knock your socks off, but we're not going to pretend it's a good idea when we know it's not. And especially if there's a child at risk, people need to say something. It's, it's ridiculous. And we actually, we have some responses from you all from our original video that we wanted to go through because I think that it is interesting looking at them kind of with this new information that's come out. So... Stumptavian Roboclick says, I have kids and it breaks my heart to imagine a child in that situation. I guess I'm projecting, but still. You're not projecting though. That's no. again, like I feel like we've kind of come to a point as a culture where it's like kind of that that simping video or that ego video. People are now being shamed for saying, I don't know if I would want my girlfriend to be a sex worker. It's like, it, it's not just you if you look at uh, a child being brought up in a home with like four other men and their moms in a polygamous relationship and you're thinking I don't know if I would want that for my kid it's not just you okay you are perfectly sane and rational it's the world that's going crazy then Nishal Tawari says I feel bad for the child she should be given up for adoption instead I mean frankly yes I I, I, be, I would love for the mom to kind of come to her senses and I guess the which one is the biological father? Is it the uh, redhead? It, it was uh, it was the redhead that yeah. was the biological okay, well, father. I, allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Again. Yeah. I know in the, the comment of the original video, there were all these comments saying, you know what, baby's probably going to come out and be another guy's father. Like, it's yeah, going like to come out black. Yeah, it's just going to be like... I, I mean, it, it wouldn't be a shocker. No, of course not. But, I mean, to me, in a healthy society... Because Child Protective Services can remove this man who beat the child. Um, they can remove that man from the situation. But in reality, I, I, that child in a healthy society would probably be removed from the mother as well. Yeah, because I agree. Because she's, she's putting... She's demonstrated that she does not have good judgment when it comes to raising her child. That she's not able to distinguish what is and what is not a good environment for them. Or like she knows and she's just being selfish because she wants to have her four beta boys worshipping her. Yeah, and obviously we know, like we said, statistically, this is a high-risk environment for a child, and it's just, it's, it's unacceptable. Then Tinklass says, the guy on the couch with the hand holding across him was blinking help in Morse code. Yeah, so that is the guy who eventually ended up hurting the child, and it's, I mean, we were kind of poking fun at it, saying like, hi, he looks so miserable. N knowing now how, I guess, disturbed or distraught over the situation he was, whatever it was, it's like, it's so sinister, because he does yeah. look... I agree. Yeah, you could tell his body language. If if that's how he's behaving on video, I the thing is you don't want to know what he's behaving like off video. Yeah. Right. I mean, he's obviously miserable on video. I, I suspect off video he's a problem, and clearly that's the case. Yeah, and I mean it. It makes not that it it's not justified to hurt a child in any way, but it's like how could a person in that situation, one of the men specifically, not feel. Like, I, I don't understand what the thought process is towards staying in that situation for those guys. I just don't. Like, you're you're being disrespected in pretty much every way, shape, or form. Like, the girl goes between their beds. I mean... I, yeah, I mean, I mean, listen. You would think that I'd be able to, like, have the male perspective. I could relate to these guys more than you. Yeah. It's like, no. no. No, like, they're more alien to me than they are to you. They're, like, they're, like, unfathomable. Yeah. I don't understand it. Um, you know, them not properly defending theoretically their child that they're raising yeah when, uh, it's like especially it the, the red-headed father could you imagine like um you you have a child with someone and not only is their mom's boyfriend living in your house with you but he's also beating your child and you don't do anything about it like that is it's, that is cuckoldry to the extreme koro says the first guy on the right looks pissed as hell that he's not the father is that the the guy yeah, yeah. and again, like, 
yeah, he clearly wasn't happy with the situation. For some reason, he stayed. The panda named Samanda says, I forgot I was still subscribed to you and I'm glad I was reminded of how close-minded and gross you could be. So now I can un unsub. I'm just being close-minded. To me, congratulations on your open-mindedness. Yeah, congrats. Yeah, that's true. You're so open-minded that you're you're putting children knowingly in dangerous situations. Great. Yeah, exactly. Tolerance. I mean, uh, that's Acceptance. the thing. It's like these the the these liberal things of, you know, empathy and open-mindedness. It's like they have no level at which they need to be moderated. Mm -hmm. Right? It's like sure, I could under, I could say that open-mindedness is a virtue to a certain extent. But come on. You this is a child's like well safety, safety and well-being that we're talking about. This isn't this isn't just us being like my culture. Yeah. Right. This is we're talking about we're talking about this child being beaten as a result of and that that's relationship. What, that's what's frustrating because anytime we do something about like relationships and we argue for I don't know, not five way gangbangs, um, people act as if, yeah, no, this is just you're being closed minded. It's like I can't. No, I'm not. It is not just our opinion that the stats say that the safest place to raise a kid is in a two-parent, like, nuclear family. Married. Married, right, yeah. exactly. So you can be open-minded all you want. For them, mm. tolerance and acceptance, that is the greatest good. That's the highest right. form of, of virtue. Uh, not toward opinions like ours, but toward sexual deviancy, yes. Of course. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Enjoy your open-mindedness. I also want to point out, like... For those of you that will say that this is a single situation, because there will be that kind of detractor, right? It's like, okay, that's true. But also, what's the likelihood of a polyamorous couple as such that was just in the, in, in the news and everything like that, having one kid and then that happening? It's like very slim, yeah. right? It's, 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 yes, it's one example, but it's also a great example as to how it's so much more likely. Right, and that's the thing. It's one example. The statistics speak for themselves. You don't get to say, mm. oh, it's one example when the example fits in with all of the other data we have surrounding likelihood of abuse for children, right? It, this is not an outlier case. This is like right smack dab in the data where you would expect it to be. Like I, you're not just having one like non-related person in the house. You have four, three. Yeah, it's, mm -hmm. this is totally predictable. Darsky, Dark Sky, sorry, 1001able says, well, it is their life. Far be it for me to tell them what to do. Hope they do all right in life. Laissez-faire child rearing. Yeah, see, that's, to me, like, I, I understand, I understand that kind of libertarian intuition. But again, we're talking about a child's well-being. Mm -hmm. We're not talking, we're talking about, even if you're a libertarian, we're talking about potentially violating the, the non-aggression principle. Exactly. Or definitely being at very high risk for that. Um, I, I think that, I think that that's not the right approach when we're talking about children. For sure. And especially since like before, I mean, now I think the child should be taken away for sure. But before it was, it's not like we were saying by law, they should not be allowed to do this. Again, you can make whatever dumb decisions you want, but you're not going to be free from criticism. Libertarianism, that still doesn't mean you're not allowed to have opinions on things and voice them. Uh, and then, yeah, you're right. When you bring a kid into it, it's like, no, libertarianism, that it's like, it's gone. You don't have a right to beat a child or to keep a child in a house with someone who's going to beat them. That's just, that is not a thing. So again, super sad situation. Uh, I wish I could say I was surprised, but I'm not. I hope in the future the child is safe. I hope that that one guy specifically is gone. I hope the, the biological parents come to their senses, kick everyone else out of the house, but uh, who knows. Uh, next up, we're going to be talking about some Trump news, but before we do, I want to thank NetSuite. I want to tell you guys about them. There's enough uncertainty to go around right now, and NetSuite actually reduces it by giving you visibility and control. With so many critical decisions to make, you need the right numbers, and you need them right now. NetSuite by Oracle is the world's number one cloud business system. So with NetSuite, we give you financials, cash flow, payroll, inventory, and more all in one place, so you have clear visibility and total control of your business. NetSuite customers have the flexibility to work from anywhere, especially good right now when everyone's working from home, with immediate clarity on critical information right at their fingertips. No more guessing, no more waiting, make smarter decisions with confidence because you've got crystal clear visibility into your numbers. Join over 20,000 companies who trust NetSuite to stay in control. So you can receive your free guide, Managing Business Uncertainty, and schedule your free product tour right now at netsuite.com slash lauren. Do not wait. Get your free guide and schedule your free product tour at netsuite.com slash lauren. That's netsuite.com slash lauren. Now, we have some Trump news to cover, and uh, this is just it's fantastic stuff. A lot of winning 
happening all around. Mm -hmm. First up, the media developments. Uh, obviously, Trump does not get along well with the mainstream media and vice versa. This is not news. I also like, I forget who started this, but someone started calling them the, the legacy media. Mm. And I, I think that that's, that's the approach. They are the legacy media now. Yeah. I, I don't even think that they are the majority of views in terms of news now. If you were to compile out, everything yeah. together, yeah. It's so, hard to do, but yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. They're definitely, I, I like the, the term legacy media. And their behavior here just exemplifies that. But Yeah. And I mean, you, you would think, because we're going through this whole uncertain time right now in this crisis, you, you would hope that everybody would be able to come together. Uh, apparently not. Things are much more adversarial, if that's even possible. Uh, so when it comes to his response to this virus, uh, media have accused Trump of xenophobic fear-mongering over inaction, uh, or inaction, sorry. They've also complained about him overhyping the severity, but then also offering false hope. They've accused him of being a dictator, but also that he's not doing enough. And it's it's been quite the show. Uh, I'm sure you're all aware also that the administration has been hosting daily Rona rallies or press briefings to update people on the situation. And uh, media and progressives have not been fans of that either. Some have even suggested the network stop carrying it or covering it entirely. Uh, but I mean, I personally think that they don't like it because it gives Trump a chance to speak directly to people with without kind of his message going through their editorializing, which they obviously don't like. Um, but if the media didn't like the briefings before, then they probably hate them now. Earlier this week, the administration put together this video and played it at one of these briefings. Uh, the goal was, I think, to combat the idea that the administration hadn't done enough regarding the virus. And uh, this is how the video starts. We have a clip here. And it's just, it is, is wonderful. People should be more concerned right now with the flu in this country. A lot of people are concerned about the coronavirus because they're hearing a lot of news about it right now. But the reality is comparing it to the flu, for example, it's not even close to being at that stage. What if it is worse? Is this a moment where maybe countries put politics aside, a little bit of pride aside, and do we have U.S. officials? Should U.S professionals such as yourself get involved. How worried should Americans be about coronavirus? Coronavirus is not going to cause a major issue in the United States. So what we just saw was a reel that I think actually Fox News put together of all of these different news networks earlier in the year, kind of, I mean, downplaying the, the virus or saying it's not that big a deal. We don't need to worry about it. Um, and you know what? We saw conservatives and liberals saying this. Uh, we still have... Yeah like conservatives and liberals saying different things about it. I don't really blame anyone for that because like we've never been through this or anything no. like this before. And the data is just so... It's all over the place. Yeah, all over the place. It's so easy to cherry pick accidentally. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, I'm not going to look at those clips and say they were wrong, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I, I don't know still what the right approach is or should have been. But I think this is interesting to bring up because now the media is trying to claim that Trump was the one ignoring the problem by not doing anything. Meanwhile, they were literally trying to downplay the severity of this. So again, I'm not going to blame them for not being clairvoyant. I just think the hypocrisy here is interesting. Clearly, the White House does as well. They included this. Uh, so next, the video, uh, which, by the way, Trump did post on his social media if you want to watch the whole thing. Next, uh, it goes to show they took a timeline of everything Trump did to take action against the virus uh, while the media was still saying it's just the flu, bro. Well, we've asked them to accelerate whatever they're doing in terms of a vaccine. We will be suspending all travel from Europe to the United States for the next 30 days. To unleash the full power of the federal government in this effort today, I am officially declaring a national emergency. Medicare patients can now visit any doctor by phone or video conference at no additional cost. The first one million masks will be available immediately. I find the music there pretty hilarious. Like that's uh, yeah. pretty heavy handed. <laughs> uh, and what you don't see pictured there is in this media briefing, you have Trump off to the side with the, like the Grinch's grin on his face. Yeah. Uh, like, and then like, whenever there's a fact that he likes, like, uh, I told you so, <laughs> you know, you got that smile. It's uh, it was yeah. priceless. It was pretty good. But I think it does illustrate that Trump love him or hate him. I mean, to say that he's not been doing anything. Uh, his administration did quite early start taking precautions about this doesn't mean you can't 
criticize them for it. It doesn't mean it wasn't, you know, the right precaution or whatever, but there was action being taken, especially when you compare it, I think, to Canada. It's interesting to see that in terms of like the whole national shutdown, we were pretty close. I don't think there was too much difference between the two countries. Uh, The rest of the video then just talks about how each time Trump took action, he was criticized. uh, But now people, even Democratic governors in some cases, are saying his administration is doing a good job. Again, if you want to watch the whole thing, it's on his social media. Uh, predictably, though, the media didn't like this video. They they did not like it. They lost their their stuff. Uh, CNN and MSNBC actually they cut away from the briefing when that video was playing. Uh, and when CNN cut back, they were they were crazy mad. Uh, we have some chirons like the lower thirds here that they use when they turned back into the briefing. Breaking news, angry Trump turns briefing into propaganda session. Mm-hmm. Another one, and these, by the way, are all like lower thirds that were going like right after each other. Breaking news, Trump refuses to acknowledge any mistakes. Trump melts down in angry response to reports he ignored virus warnings. He melts down. It's very colorful language. And then finally, Trump uses ta- task force briefing to try and rewrite history on coronavirus response. If it's propaganda but he's using your own footage, like media footage. How does that, how do they reconcile that? And also, I mean, if he if he's trying to rewrite history, I, I would assume that they mean the timeline he presents of his actions are wrong. Tell, like, address that. Yeah. Just saying, propaganda, like that's not helpful. For sure. And then, and then not only that, as you're claiming propaganda, you put out those four headlines, which yeah. are probably fall under the category of, propaganda if you ask me no for sure and uh, we also have a a tweet here from acosta who i don't think it would surprise anyone to to know that he was not a fan either he says the white house just played what appeared to be a campaign video defending trump in the briefing room just like a rally okay here's the thing though the media is giving trump crap like 24 7 how how is it like a campaign video to just say actually here is what we did and actually this is what you all were saying while we were doing it that's just that's just addressing criticism like are yeah. you not allowed to do that I, I don't understand and I, I know Trump gets a lot of crap for being too harsh on the media but frankly these people need to be called out like I what he's just supposed to let the let them say whatever smear him in any way and not address it I don't think that's part of what being a president has to entail so next up what I want you guys to see is a clip of CNN's Brian Stelter just being uh, very morally indignant. Yeah, he still seems to prefer these small fights with the press instead of focusing on the virus. And that anti-media propaganda video is an example. He started this briefing with that anti-media propaganda video, which is nothing short of disgraceful, but it also shows us where he's coming from. He's focused on the past. He wasn't talking as much about the present or the future. Yeah, finally, later in the briefing, he eventually got around to talking about the government's response to the virus and what's happening now. But he was so focused on the past, Aaron. And I found myself thinking about the people in hospital wards who, who they don't want to talk about the past. They want to talk about right now. They need help right now. I love it. Don't don't focus on the past. Why is he focusing on the past? He's living in the past. That's like when you get into, yeah. into a fight with your significant other and then you bring up something very valid and they say, why are, why are you, ch-? like, you're living in the past. What is this? You just don't live in the past. I don't past. know, because here's, here's what, like, listen, sometimes women just dig up everything, okay? So I don't know if I want to acquiesce to that, mm-hmm. but I understand some of your point. Yeah, it's, it's relevant behavior. This is relevant behavior. Trump, you did the right thing. Don't don't let them move on from mistakes they've made and they're trying to forget. Uh, no, but he's he's clearly like, he's not addressing what he actually said, right? He's just like, why are you focusing on the past? Okay, but that doesn't doesn't address the fact that it, it kind of does seem like you all were being hypocritical. Uh, he says, oh, he wasn't focusing on what they're doing now. Later, they he did get to it, but like, okay, so he was focusing on it. And... Um, he talks about, oh, there are people dying right now. They don't care what happened in the past. It's like, well, then why do you all keep saying that Trump didn't act? Like, again, yeah. it's like he can't even respond to the criticisms. I, I mean, literally, uh, to quote Stefan Molyneux here, which we don't do very often, but not an argument. Like, literally, yeah, not an argument. nothing in there was an argument. It was yeah. just a bunch of nothing. It was just a bunch of drivel, right? Yeah, uh, yeah that, was, that was definitely unimpressive. Normally... I mean, Stelter, I'm not a fan of him, but normally he's a little bit better than that, at least. 
you know, that's like, that's, yeah, this, this that's is pretty bad. I mean, I, I normally I'm not a fan either, but he, I do think he is pretty bad. But this was an especially. And the thing is, like, we're, I, I have my own opinions. Liam has his own opinions. I don't think we pretend to be anything else than than what we are. And I think if you know, people like Brian Seltzer and people like Jim Acosta want to be progressive commentators or pundits, fine, go for it. But what bothers me about CNN and I think a lot of other people as well, is that they pretend to be unbiased. They pretend to be the arbiters of truth when really they're twisting things. They're trying to push their own agenda. So just be upfront about it. Just be upfront about it. It would make things so much easier. Uh, the next piece of Trump news that we have, though, it's it's just a great week for him. He announced he was cutting funding to the World Health Organization in, a, in one of the briefings. And we have that clip here as well. Today, I'm instructing my administration to halt funding of the World Health Organization while a review is conducted to assess the World Health Organization's role in severely mismanaging and covering up the spread of the coronavirus. Everybody knows what's going on there. American taxpayers provide between $400 million and $500 million per year to the WHO. In contrast, China contributes roughly 40 million dollars a year and even less. As the organization's leading sponsor, the United States has a duty to insist on full accountability, one of the most dangerous and costly decisions from the WHO was its disastrous decision to oppose travel restrictions from China and other nations. They were very much opposed to what we did. Fortunately, I was not convinced and suspended travel from China. So if you saw last week's episode, you know how I feel about the World Health Organization, the UN in general, but right now, WHO is what we're all talking about. Uh, they were giving out very, very unreliable information as this thing started. First off, even as late as January, they were saying there was no evidence for human-to-human -human contact, even though that's what a lot, a lot of health professionals were saying that there were. Uh, like Trump said, they were opposing travel bans, even though... Now everyone has travel bans. They, they clearly work. Uh, they've flip-flopped on masks. Mm -hmm. It seems uh, a lot of people are saying they are kind of just being puppets for the Chinese Communist Party. And a lot of people have been very critical of the, uh, the head of the WHO as well. It's not like right. he's a doctor either. There's been shenanigans with Taiwan as well. Oh, that uh, was a great video. You guys need yeah. to see that if you haven't. The, the guy is asked directly about Taiwan and, mm -hmm. of course... China does not recognize Taiwan as a country. It, yeah. it, it's supposed to be part of China in their view. So he literally like... Pretends he can't hear. Pretends like, he can't hear. Up. Does everything. It's it's a, it's a comedy. And it's it's cringy to watch because it's just, it's so blatant mm -hmm. what's happening. Um, so I, I know a lot of people when Trump, obviously I'm, I'm over the moon. This is amazing. A lot of people when Trump did this, they said, how could you do this during this crisis? We need the WHO. Um, the WHO is not the one who's on the ground, like keeping people alive, right? That's your doctors, that's your, your nurses, EMTs, people like that. The WHO is full of bureaucrats. That's what we're talking about right now. And don't forget, uh, it's not like the U.S. or other countries give the WHO a check every single week, right? Mm -hmm. We're talking about in the future now, which is still good, but it's not like there are major changes that are going to be happening at the moment. It's like when I talk about wanting to get rid of the U.N., people say, oh, so you, you hate diplomacy? Diplomacy can happen outside of the UN. Healthcare, global health initiatives can happen outside the WHO. And even I was a little bit uh, encouraged because Andrew Scheer, who is not someone who I'm a fan of, he's the leader of the quote unquote conservative party in Canada. He former actually. Former leader, but yes. Former. Then why was he on the thing? Because I know he has that well, scandal. Like they have the, they're having a re-election right now. But he's now. still right now. I, I, th I think he formally stepped down, but he's just nominally the leader of it. I'm not positive about that, but it's, it's Yeah. Anyway, so he is one of the head honchos, at least for the time being. He was giving a press briefing, mm -hmm. and he actually, when asked, expressed the desire to also uh, speak to the Canadian representatives to the WHO to find out what happened because he thinks that there's some some shady business going on as well. So it's not just Trump who's skeptical of the WHO right now. I think this was a great move in a magical world. I would love to see Canada cut funding next and then everyone just stop paying the UN entirely. I don't know if we're there yet, but still, this is this is good. Uh, and I think a lot of it's been interesting to see how many, quote unquote, progressives or journalists, as soon as the uh, Trump administration kind of came more, 
more obviously in opposition to China, all of a sudden hopped onto the Chinese bandwagon and just became like these CPC yeah. bootlickers. It's it's pretty disappointing, but again, none of this is surprising. I guess we'll end the segment by saying, good job, Trump. You've, you've had quite the week. Uh, so next up, we're going to be talking about how the virus is, it's really an issue of immigration. But before we do, I want to tell you all about Parler, as if there isn't enough reason to dump Twitter and switch to Parler. Here's another. Right now, Twitter is removing content they deem a denial of global health or a denial of global or local health authority recommendations, including descriptions of ineffective treatment or prevention methods, even if made in jest, so it doesn't matter if you're joking, denial of established scientific facts from health authorities, and statements such as ignored news about the virus is just an attempt to destroy capitalism by crashing the stock market and more. And I know some of you might be thinking that those rules seem reasonable, but remember, not only does that go against the principle of freedom of speech, but for a lot of these issues, it does prevent legitimate questions from being asked, right? I mean, earlier, if you had said maybe that you think that the virus is spread from human to human contact under Twitter's rules, right? Because the WHO was saying something else, that might have gotten you in trouble. It just, it doesn't make sense as a platform. So Parler is the news and free speech app that won't silence your opinion or violate your privacy. Simply download the app, create your account, post, share, and speak freely. Go to parlor.com or visit the app store today and make sure to invite your liberal friends too. I'm on Parlor, and you can follow me at the Lauren Chen. That's P-A-R-L-E-R.com or find us in the app store. Again, that's parlor.com, parlor.com. And can I just say something about Parlor and its name? Yeah, go ahead. I get a lot of people in yes. the comments uh, of our videos or on social media or on Parlor itself telling me, oh, hey, by the way, it's a French word and it's pronounced parlay. Mm -hmm. So being in Quebec, we both speak French. Uh, I, I know. It's like, thank you, Americans. Yes, I know. Thank you. I know. The That's word. why we're calling it parlor, right? It's because of we because don't know we how, don't to know how to speak. French. We spoke to uh, the leadership behind parlor and they told us that for branding reasons, they are pronouncing it parlor. And then each of the posts on the site is called a parlay. Uh, so yeah, it's it's not that we just don't know how to say the word. Uh, it is it is pronounced parlor. That that company is called parlor. Yes, and to to reiterate, I think I could say this, but it's because they did surveys. Yeah, they that, did that's surveys. That's why. Yes, yeah. it's supposed to be. They had intended it to be parlay. Yeah, but everyone but else was calling it parlor. Country, some people. <laughs> Called it parlor, and and you know what? Honestly, it's not the it's not the end of the world. No, I think I think it's fine. And that parlor way, works. It's a it's a different word, but yeah, yeah. but it, it's a company, so it's yeah. it's it's not you know it's derived from the French word, but it's yeah, I think that's, that's right. fine. Um, it's not so, Lauren. Yes, it's, it's, it's long and short. What, what um yeah exactly the whole point of that spiel was. I know how to say the word. Uh, okay, so now we have another tale related to the virus. In addition to being a feminist, a racial, and an environmental issue, it's also apparently an immigration issue. Who knew? Such a such a well-rounded virus. Uh, it's an issue that should prove to us how great immigrants are, according to some people. The other day, I was scrolling on social media, and I came across this post by a Dr. Shola Mas Shogbamimu. I... I definitely just committed a microaggression, but it's okay. We're moving on. She said, To those who voted Brexit, incite racism and division, enable white supremacy, and to political parties that run on the fumes of far-right ideology, including suppressing slash oppressing the NHS and key workers, this message is for you. The real enemy is you, not immigrants. And then with that post, there was a video included. So just from that, mentioning Brexit with white supremacy and racism and the far-right, like just talking all about that together, I knew it was going to be good. Like already from that, I'm like, okay, this yeah. is going to be juicy. Uh, and I was right. The video did not disappoint. We have a first clip of it here. So it's finally happened. That thing you were afraid of. Something's come from overseas and taken your jobs. Made it unsafe to walk the streets. Kept you trapped in your home. A dirty disease. Your proud nation gone. But not me. Or me. Or me. Or me. No, you clap for me now. You cheer as I toil. Bringing food to your family. Bringing food from your soil. Propping up your hospitals. Not some foreign invader. And the village driver. Teacher. Lifesaver. First, I thought it was racist to acknowledge that the virus came from overseas. Are we are we embracing that now for this metaphor? 
to make immigration. Well, they didn't good. say. I think it came from President President Trump made the virus. Right? Yeah, it's actually it's it's European colonialism that kind of overseas mm. thing. Yeah. Um, okay, so there's a lot to unpack here. Uh, clearly, it's you know a reel of different immigrants reading off what I think is like a poem or video essay kind of thing. Um, they say your proud nation gone in relation to what's happening right now. Is that the right message you want to be like if you're trying to paint yourself as someone who's like really a good thing for the British people and you're saying like, yeah, look, your proud nation is gone. The only thing that remains us immigrants. We're still here. Like, is that what kind of message are you trying to is this a positive message? Is it is it a scornful one? I can't even. I mean, I mean, I, I, I don't think from the whole tone of this, it's not meant to endear people that are that don't agree yeah, with them they're already. Scolding right? people. <laughs> it's it's like I can't imagine someone who's actually racist being like, oh, oh, now you've shown me this video, everything's changed. Yeah, you're like right? insulting the proud nation and asserting that, but you're still here. Like, you're right, I feel totally different now. No, yeah. and, if, and as someone who's been an immigrant before, like, I think if there's a crisis as immigrants, you should be asserting your Britishness. You should be saying we are all in this together. We are happy to help the country who accepted us. This is as much our burden as it is yours. Let us, you know, kind of serve together, get through this together. They're making it seem, though, as if what they're bitter for having to pitch in. I, I don't even again, this the whole tone of this video is so strange to me. Yeah, the, it also to me seems to imply a lot of like, the only people that are doing this and saving the country are the are, migrants. Are migrants. Yeah. And it's like, I'm sure that they do work a lot of essential jobs. Yeah. Right. If you categorize, just because that's typically what, like, lower income jobs are typically will be occupied by uh, a new wave of immigrants, right? I love how but, you were tiptoeing about that so much. You did a good job. You did a good job. Very inoffensive. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, so that that does make sense to me, but I also know that. Many of those jobs are actually also uh, occupied by people who aren't natively British. Yeah. And I'd also get, uh, wager that some of those jobs would be occupied by more native British people. If there, if were, there weren't fewer migrants. If, yeah, yeah, if there weren't as many migrants and progressive policies that, that uh, racially uh, prefer to, to hire migrants. And it just, it makes, it's so strange to me how often this progressive talking point as like trying to paint migrants as better than the, the native populations yes. happens. And like they highlight medical staff a lot in this video um, as if the people who want to stop mass migration have a problem with bringing in doctors. It's like, I'm pretty sure the people who yeah. are like are like, no, too many migrants, they, they still want doctors. Like doctors are the examples they use of people who should be brought over, mm -hmm. right? I, I haven't heard many people, even the Brexit debate saying, we have too many foreign doctors. Uh, so it just seems like, yeah. again, they, they always try to conflate immigrants as being this one single homogenous group. And it's like, if you want the uh, doctor or like, you know, the surgeon, then I'm sorry, you have to be willing to take the grooming gangs. It's like, they yeah, exactly. they don't want you to be able to pick and choose. You have to open your borders and you got to take it all. Bad right? with the good, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's a ridiculous argument. Nobody is ever saying zero immigration. Basically no one. Yeah, and basically people that nobody. people that do think that, I just don't think they have a good grasp on economics or history. Right? No, yeah, and but, this thing like they're they're painting it as if there's like this mass anti-foreign. It's just it's not realistic. Uh, there's more of this though. Don't say go home. Don't say, not here. You know how it feels for home to be a prison. You know how it feels to live in fear. So you clap for me now. All this love you are bringing. But don't forget when it's no longer quiet. Don't forget when you can no longer hear the birds singing. Or see clear waters. That I cross for you. To make lives filled with peace. And bring peace to your life too. Kind of seems like they're trying to say that the feeling people have now living under like this whole lockdown situation is the way that immigrants always feel, which is not accurate. Again, as someone who has been an immigrant in several different countries, uh, I yeah, think I mean, it's fair to com compare the, that. The way that I understood that was different. I thought that they were saying, this is what it's like back in my country of origin. Oh, I don't think that. I don't okay. think they would dare denigrate 
other countries like that. They would mm. never be that disrespectful. No, it's everywhere's better than the West. Exactly, but so we need to let everyone into the West. It's so that they can bring the West up to their levels of prosperity. Yeah, they're, they're, know, colonial, they, they're yeah. colonizing us. No, and they make it like I can I crossed for you so I can bring people. They're making yeah. it seem like immigrants come to uh, like different countries enable so they can help the poor native populations. It's like if you are an immigrant who is, you know, being productive, um, you're working a job that's contributing, that's um, amazing. That's yeah, that's great. But don't make it seem like immigrants are just a class of humanitarians of here course. to help. Like that's not that's not accurate. They they benefit from coming over. Otherwise, they wouldn't. And that's, you know, that's fine. Relationships should be mutual, mutually beneficial, ideally. But it's like the message I'm getting here is immigrants saving Britain. So all immigrants good. Yeah. And, and another thing is like, I, I don't think it's pragmatically wise. And I just don't think it's ethical also to start um, hating the, the native population that you immigrate no. to. You know, it just doesn't seem like a good idea. It seems wrong to me. You're going to this place. And um, I mean, I, I, I would hope you don't feel much xenophobia, but it, it's probably something that you have to accept when you like that you're going to feel some of it. Some people are going to be assholes, mm -hmm. right? It's just going to happen. It happens to everybody. And there will be some people being that way to you. Water for ducks back, I hope. Um, yeah. But, and I hope there's also you, the, the idea of know them by their fruits, right? Yeah. And it's like they pick on... Chinese, I was going to say Asian, but the British context, they use the Asian to include like a, a bunch of different groups that, yeah. you know, usually Asian immigrants are called the, um, what do they call it? The role model immigrants or the, mm. I forget what the exact term is, but it's like, I, I think if you are in another country, you should kind of feel that that desire to go above and beyond and to show them that you are being productive. Uh, you know, you're trying to embrace the culture because it's, it's just the, the right thing to do. You are ultimately a guest there. Um, yeah. So I, I would hope that you, you try to be productive and not, um, I don't know, lecture the native population that, that you're in. Mm -hmm. uh, still not done yet though, we have more. Come all you Gretas, you Malalas, you immigrants, see what we have learned. It only takes the smallest thing to change the world. I mean, I don't even know what that... And I, yeah, they say, come all you Gretas, all you Malalas. I think they're like, they're trying to show like immigrants are yeah. amazing. Um, the well, open again the open borders crowd they always like to say immigrants are a boon to the economy they are skilled helpless and they'll hold up someone like Elon Musk like look this is immigrants um anytime someone says that and then i i try to say okay it's true some immigrants are great and if if they're so great i'm sure you wouldn't mind putting some sort of means test in right just to make sure that they are as great as you say they are and if they they are they it won't be a problem uh, but then if and you to suggest show how much that, better they are than the locals, of course. Exactly. But then when you suggest that, they call you racist and classist. So yeah. it's like, but I thought all immigrants were like 12-year-old handicapped girls with PhDs. Right on. Who are amazing at the violin. Like, I, Well, one thing that I noticed, too, is they, they're also in that poem and, or whatever it is, they're also um, implementing a lot of environmentalism. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, they mentioned Greta. But they also earlier mentioned uh, when you don't hear the birds singing anymore, when the waters are less clear, when the, the skies are more polluted. Yeah, it's another yeah. intersectional thing where, of course, we can't just attack one thing. It has to be everything. Yeah, we have to get at socialism in its entirety. Yeah. Um, so we have an article that actually talks to the person behind this video, although I think they, they make their... Um their feelings pretty clear. They say, a moving poem has highlighted just how important the UK's immigration population is as we work together to tackle the efforts, or sorry, the effects of the virus pandemic. The author, Darren Smith, a, a content director for Bridge Studio, says the pandemic has triggered a shift in what we now collectively think of as an essential worker. Ironically, despite being socially distanced from another, we are a far more united kingdom. Didn't seem like the unity was the, the goal of that video, but whatever. Um, as our friends and neighbors do each Thursday night at 8 p.m., we clap for every carer, doctor, nurse, delivery driver, shelf stacker, and key worker, no matter their age, sex, religion, nationality, or color of their skin. We are not trying to make a political point. It's a humanitarian one. Seems like it's a pretty political point, though. Like, this is yeah, pretty that's, political. that's a ridiculous statement. 
Yeah. He talks about, of assuming that certain jobs are unskilled and therefore unworthy, he says, we ask everyone to remember that we are stronger as a nation when we welcome people of all ethnicities and backgrounds to our shores to work and live and love alongside us. Okay, he finishes, it seemed incredible that we could go from a nation that needs and welcomes and values immigrants to a nation driven apart by Brexit and the hostile environment policies of the government since 2012. Okay, so... First off, I think both you and I agree that it is important to acknowledge all roles are very essential. I mean, it's like yeah. we need trash collectors. We of need course. custodians. It's that that I agree with. Um, the Everything else was just gobbledygook, though. Yes. It's like, I. Yeah. Well, I like the uh, this is not a political message, but also here's something about Brexit. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, OK. Um, yeah. I guess I just don't have to take you seriously anymore. Yeah, is, is what I is what I gathered from that article. Essentially, predictably, this did as well as you would imagine among certain segments of the population, yes. certain Caucasian upper middle class urban segments of the population. Uh, this was a, sharing this on social media is a great way to virtue signal that you're tolerant. Oh, An amazing one. I love it. You can just tell that those people are like, well, they're not talking about me. I was one of the good boys. Yeah. Well, actually, you know? they. Several people say that, and we have examples of that. Oh, this person says, whoever made this, thank you. From the bottom of my heart, thank all the faceless, nameless immigrants made to feel like rubbish by the ignorant, bigoted, racist people up and down this land. I would clap for you now and always did recognize your contribution. That's good. <laughs> right? No, they're literally saying like, oh, I'm not like that, though. I'm one of the good ones, but oh, I hate how all of the other, but not me. I always recognized your contribution. We have another person... Mark Cunliffe, uh, looking looking very Caucasian, spot on. Some of us thanked you before, and we certainly thank you now. And then finally, we have Dave. Makes me deeply ashamed of my country that it took a pandemic to allow this message to be heard, and I fear my countrymen will forget as soon as it is over. So, but all like, so all of these virtue signaling, like white, urban, progressive, middle class, they just want all of you to know how tolerant they are, how virtuous they are, uh, you know, very quick to condemn the rest of the country, not them though, they're the good ones. Yes. Yeah. And it's just, it's so... They're not having any kids, they don't, they don't like Brexit, they're, they're willing to let you walk on them. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Great. Their gold and diamonds are ethically sourced. Mm. It's just, yeah. Hey, one, you know what, in, in their summer home, they, they often bring their migrant nanny with them because they're just they're just good people like that. No, this is oh goodness. This was one of the more out of touch things that I've seen in, in quite a while. Yeah. Like and which is impressive considering this is what we do mm. like nonstop. But well we just had that we just had that celebrity video too. That was that was pretty out of touch. Yeah, that's pretty out, but this is like the same vein of as yeah, as that, this. It definitely um, is. Yeah. So I don't know let us know if we're wrong. Is this a migrant issue? Is this one of the examples why we should be so thankful for all of the migrants and just open borders? Or are people trying to politicize things in increasingly strange ways? Tell us your thoughts. Uh, next up, though, Carol Baskin. So odds are most of you have seen Tiger King on Netflix by now. It's that docuseries about many things. I don't know, like gay polygamous tiger breeder, uh, also a murder for hire plot and a decades long rivalry. It's just, it's, I don't know how to describe it. It's a trip though. And I do recommend it. It's like watching some kind of car accident. I think like yeah. you don't, you know that it's horrible, but you can't turn away. Right. Yeah. That's, 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 like, that's kind of how I felt watching it. Uh, the main character, Joe exotic is the, the gay polygamous tire, tiger breeder and he's I, not i don't even like that i i more characterize him by someone that predated on um an underage male with meth and, well and, I'm, I'm gonna get into all the things he's done but it's just, that's, it's, uh, that needs to be the narrative with this guy because yes. people yeah anyways we'll get into that but that I don't know. I don't even like calling him the gay polygamous tiger guy because he's worse than that. Yeah. Well, he's 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 not really the protagonist of the series, but he is the main character. Yeah. If that makes sense, because there is no protagonist. Everyone is garbage. Uh, he's far from a good guy. Like Liam was saying, spoiler: he's in prison right now under charges for taking part in a murder plot and also animal abuse. He's definitely participated in fraud. I don't know if that's part of the the charges they got him for, but he definitely did. And like Liam said, he pre he preyed upon underage men and then when they were old enough at least in one case he kind of i don't know made them commit to him by giving them meth it's it's watch it you it's I, allegedly by allegedly. the way i mean listen the, the 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 guy that he did that to is now dead so there's nothing going to happen yeah. with that i but feel like for our entire show we should put allegedly like in allegedly, the intro i mean allegedly i mean it's in the doc, doc, doc uh, what do you call it documentary, documentary yeah. that 
he Everything gave this on guy the show meth is who alleged. was addicted to, to meth. So yeah. in order to get a romantic relationship with someone that was working with him from the time he was 16 uh, until he married him at the age of 18 or 19. Yeah. So a Joe Exotic, long story short, not a good guy. But if you ask me and many others, in a lot of ways, the real villain or one of the, I guess, more unlikable villains of the series is that B-word B -word Carol Baskin. Uh, so she is the animal rights activist in the series that Joe is feuding with. Uh, Joe's not a good guy, again, don't get me wrong, but Carol Baskin, the reason why people don't like her and I think don't like her even more than they dislike Joe is that, okay, A, she married a millionaire 20 years older than her after meeting them when they were both married. Uh, it kind of looks like she definitely murdered that millionaire. That's a, a pretty big thing as well. And even after his death, she screwed his ex-wife and children out of a lot of inheritance. That's not nice. She doesn't need money, but she pretty much bankrupted Joe and tried to go after his friends and family legally, their money as well. And, uh, you know, the way she runs her animal sanctuary, it's just, it's kind of hypocritical. She goes after all of these tiger breeders, but then it kind of looks like she's doing the same thing that they are and only trying to get rid of the competition. And yeah. yeah, also seems like she exploits volunteers. So it's just, she has a very shady past is unlikable, seems manipulative, untrustworthy. The world is very divided right now, I admit that, but it seems like everyone is coming together uh, hating Carol Baskin. It's, like, it's a unifying force. Mm. However, according to some feminists, the hatred for Carol Baskin is, get this, actually not due to her potentially murderous past. No, no. It's because sexism. Mm. Of course. Uh, I first became aware of the sentiment from a Miss Zoe Quinn, who I'm sure... Many of you are familiar with. She wrote, seeing people react to Tiger King by fawning over Joe Exotic and hollering about how Carol Baskin definitely killed her husband makes me deeply uncomfortable with the doc as someone who had a wrote who had a rogues gallery of messed up dudes trying to get me killed for years too. It spends an inordinate amount of time trying to sensationalize Carol as suspicious in her husband's disappearance when millionaire who collects tigers and likes to illegally fly planes seems the most likely person in existence to vanish okay the the documentary kind of goes into why yeah. it's it's probably not just plane crash and stuff like that but anyway she says but since a bunch of crap dudes who openly admit they hate women do you remember that i i don't remember that at all actually no. okay who allegedly openly admit they hate women and her multiple times and have a grudge against her say she must have done it as well as the guy's ex-wife and sister who didn't get more money in the will said she did it it must be worth investigating but the memes are all about how she did it joe's a kooky guy and not an animal murderer and my butt is sitting here thinking wow a lot of this sure does feel familiar while sympathizing with the iggy pop looking guy who said i just feel horrible for the tigers so it, it's it's sexism it's just it's just like what she went through with Gamergate, just men hating women. Uh, so obviously don't plot to murder Carol Baskin. Don't harass Carol Baskin. That's bad. But uh, just because people don't like Carol Baskin, I don't really see a lot of people genuinely, aside from I think maybe Cardi B, arguing that Joe Exotic is a good guy and should be set free. I don't know. I've seen a lot of people – I've seen a lot of people – idolizing joe for something some of it's memes right where it's yeah, like, but, that's the thing, like, funny, it's but some memes. of it isn't some of it's like release joe exotic it's like listen i don't know if he's in jail for the right thing like they might have gotten it wrong yeah i don't know about that but I he don't... should definitely be in jail like it's very hard to watch that series and think this is all about this guy Bush. is waving guns around he said something like I don't, I don't even like saying this in quote someone namely else said this and it's, it's on camera he said if they come and try to take my taggers um, there's gonna be a small waco <laughs> Um, he said a whole bunch of things like that. They're just like, what's going on? He's waving his pistol around, yeah. uh, threatening people left, right, and center. He, I think he did actually, if, I, if I'm mistaken, so I'm going to say allegedly, mail her uh, venomous snakes. Yeah, allegedly. Uh, but I mean, the thing with the threats and the gun thing, like that's illegal in Canada. I don't think that's illegal in Florida. Waving guns around and threatening, like, or well, saying, listen, I don't think I, listen, the, the law, it's, it's, the law it's is not, not the statute. It's of not, moral yeah, it's not like, even know. just that. Like he's done fraud. He's done a lot of stuff. So like he's he's not a good guy. But like again, regardless of how Joe has behaved, Carol Baskin has done shady stuff. She's possibly yes. a human murderer, which would make her worse than anyone else on the show. No one else has killed humans aside from possibly this one, um, like 
Oh, who's the most, by the way, the most sane, the only sane tiger collector there. Yeah. Was like this, this Cuban, I think Cuban or ex-drug dealer, Italian? but I'm not even talking about. But okay, he was talking about like, like watching murders happen. Yeah, was, but I'm, I was I'm not even talking about him. I'm talking yeah. about the guy that Joe allegedly tried to get oh. to kill Carol Baskin, yeah, who guy. might have, might have allegedly killed someone because he has a, a teardrop <laughs> tattoo. This show is insane. <laughs> oh my goodness. A lot of it happens in Florida. So that kind of makes sense. But, um. Yeah, it's not a zero-sum game, and I feel like they're minimizing what Carol Baskin did just because she's a woman. Oh, yeah. and, uh, well, that's a cherry-picked tweet. Yeah, definitely. No, for there, sure. There's a lot of there is reasons to suspect Carol Baskin, and in fact, the police did suspect her in in the murder, but mm -hmm. they just couldn't find anything. Well, they can't find a look. body, right? Yeah. So you can't charge a murder exactly. if there's no body. Um, and she's uh, Zoe Quinn is not the only person who's tried to like make this about sexism. We have this article here from the Independent. They say nobody is talking about the misogyny of Tiger King, so I will. Netflix's docu series Tiger King is a wild ride from start to finish, mapping the intertwining and often bizarre ambitions, rivalries, and grudges of the insular world of big cat ownership. The most contentious of these rivalries is between Joe Exotic, the series' mercurial and bombastic subject, and Carol Baskin, owner of Big Cat Rescue. Exotic spends most of the series launching violently misogynistic attacks against Baskin, who he's convinced murdered her husband, and finally ends up in prison for plotting her murder. But the show is sympathetic to Exotic. It's Baskin who is framed as the villain. Is the show sympathetic to Exotic, though? Um, I don't think it is. I, I don't. Th I mean, he definitely is sensational. Yeah. In the in the documentary, like it's it's and that's what makes it entertaining. He is entertaining. It's it's crazy, but I I mean. If you think that he is the protagonist in that, there's something wrong with you. Yeah, because he doesn't he doesn't come across looking as a good guy, and that's why I feel it, it's so strange. I feel like they're trying to say that oh, Joe Exotic looks better in this than Carol Baskin. He doesn't come across looking good, not at all. And no. it, again, it's still even if he looked better than her, she potentially murdered a human, which is worse than well, anything Joe Exotic ever did. I mean, that's the only thing you can murder. But yes. Yeah, I guess. I mean, people, there are tigers in question, people. I'm not getting into that anyway. The article continues, in response to the series, many viewers tweeted using one of Exotic's favorite phrases, that B-word, Carol Baskin. Maybe Baskin did kill her husband, and the third episode of the series is devoted to the evidence pointing to this conclusion, but so far there is little more than the speculation to say that she did. Oh, is that is that the standard of stuff now? If, unless there's proof we just don't believe people did crimes, is that, hmm. would they be willing to that same standard to certain sexual allegations sexual assault allegations i don't think so uh, they continue meanwhile the series shows clips from exotics Erst erstwhile youtube series in which he poses alongside a blow-up doll baskin in effigy shoving a uh, i don't know if i can say that into its mouth and shooting it in the head the online harassment exotic aimed at baskin is one of the sort that might otherwise be derided as the work of troll bots largely sexualized memes intended to humiliate baskin's face on a photo of a man wearing a diaper an illustration of some gooey creature with the caption smile everyone you could have a crotch like carol baskin does baskin may or may not be a murderer but the fact remains that of the two of them joe exotic is the only one shown again and again to be violent and the only one who made it who made explicit constant threats and eventually acted on them that audiences seem to react with hatred for Baskin is disappointing, if not shocking. I mean, I think people, they can hate both of them yeah. for sure. I mean, Exotic's behavior was gross. Yeah. He, he did shoot dolls that looked like Carol Baskin. He did do a lot of those things. But at the same time, just because he's, he's openly violent doesn't mean that that Carol Baskin didn't didn't feed potentially her, uh, feed do her something husband wrong. to tigers. Yeah, that's it, the it, thing. There's no guarantee, right? You need to look into it. She seems to be... More intelligent than oh, Bath yeah. than than, sorry, Joe than Joe Exotic, and that's probably why she wouldn't openly talk about doing violent things like that. Yeah, that's but it doesn't mean that just because she's more secretive about it doesn't mean she's better. And especially like if if that's true, which it kind of seems like it is, then she would be way worse than anything Joe Exotic. Did. Joe Exotic yeah. talked about. Killing people, uh, some may say, actually tried to have someone killed. Carol Baskin potentially did it, like went through it. So I don't care if she's a woman, that makes her worse, right? Uh, and But they, they, they complain about the memes being sexist. Uh, I have some here. Do you think the memes that you've seen so far against her are sexist or are they just anti-Carol Baskin? I mean, listen, you have, to, you have to see her and experience Carol Baskin to understand why. I mean, she's just extremely unlikable. unlikable. You just can't. 
Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what kind of person likes her because people These voted, people. people voted for Hillary. Some people did, yeah. but uh, I mean, people I don't like understand. Zoe Quinn like her, and that's that's what it kind of makes sense to me. Like if you look at who Zoe Quinn is as a person, I can kind of see that she would sympathize with Carol Baskin and like mm. be the, the character that she relates to. But we have some memes here. Uh, this stuff costs an arm and a leg, and it's Carol Baskin on the with tiger food. Oops, all Dawn, which was uh, her former husband. And a shot of Carol Baskin, me on my way to kill my millionaire husband and then steal and alter his will and estate so that I inherit 90% of his wealth and then lobby Congress to eliminate my business competition. These are not gender-based memes. I'm not saying that there aren't sexist memes against her out there, but it kind of seems like it's pretty obvious the problem that people have with Carol Baskin. And this is a still from the, the show. Haha, the only way to get a tiger to eat someone is to cover them in sardine oil or something, which she did say. Yeah, I mean, that's not a direct, let's paraphrase, but she did mention. Yeah, that Sardine if, oil is what you would use. If, if you did want a tiger to kind of eat someone a little bit. So that's that's just, uh, definitely a thing a regular person says. And there are a lot of memes out there comparing Carol Baskin to Hillary Clinton because yeah. they do look a lot alike. You mentioned that when you were first watching it. Yeah, I, I was like, oh, man, I can't. I can't deal with her because yeah. And it's, it's, it's also evil. the It's also the personality, right? Yes. Yeah, there's something like there's just this kind of like... Sinister... like Bourgeois, hate, like hatred underneath it all. Yeah, like, it's condescending. Just, uh, it's Anyway, they have Carol Baskin next to Hillary Clinton says, if you look like this, there is a 100% chance you kill people. By the way, we are not saying that she did kill anyone. For right, fact. no, like I said, it's all everything alleged. is alleged. Anything yeah. I ever say on this show, even outside of this episode, is I mean, alleged for legal reasons. And I mean, to be honest, I'm not, I'm actually not convinced. She might have, I don't know. But the fact is, one thing we have to keep in mind is this is a documentary, right? It's not, it's not... A, a, like an objective accounting of facts you could totally one of the things you got to just pay attention to as you're watching this is as someone's talking listen to what kind of music is being played behind them because when you hear carol baskin talking and you have like this ominous music behind her it's like no but there's right, here's what I'm, even aside from that the evidence you know, they show like she altered his will to say in the event of his disappearance or he she allegedly altered his will actually specifies his disappearance how many wills specify disappearance Listen, yeah, there's a lot of strange things. And I, I, if she did, I wouldn't be surprised. But yeah. I'm also like, I, I just, all, everything that they show us has been chosen. Yeah. You but know, I and mean, what they don't show us has been chosen or, or not fully uncovered. So that's all. Overall, I think there is plenty of evidence out there to suggest that people hate Carol Baskin for reasons other than her gender. And this yes. is something we see all the time. People mistake criticizing a woman for criticizing someone because she's a woman and they're not they're not the same like no. carol baskin having ovaries doesn't give her a pass to feed people allegedly to tigers in fact you seem to have a problem with with the third kind of tiger breeder and that almost more than anybody who the sex cult guy yeah yeah the he sex was... cult guy i also don't like everyone's tra everyone's trash in that show carol baskin is not is not special and it's like it just it's so strange to me how we have these outlets and these large, fem like these feminists with large following going out to bat for Carol Baskin. Like of all of the people you could choose to defend, why? Like why her specifically? It's because she's a woman. And again, I'm not saying you should threaten her. Don't try to have her killed. Nothing like that. Don't mail her snakes. Don't mail her snakes. Uh, don't blow up effigies of her. Don't do anything like that. But uh, feel free to criticize her. It doesn't make you a sexist. And I think that's pretty much all the time we have for today. But as always, thank you guys so much for tuning in. And we will see you next week. So far, no update as to when we're going to be doing this show live again. But uh, as, soon as, as soon as we are able to, we will get back on that. Yes. Anyway, we'll see you guys <laughs> next week. Bye. Take care.